Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. Today on the Ether, automated DCA strategies on Fin with Calc. Hosted by Dr. Doscoin with Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. GM all, it's Dr. Doscoin coming to you live from the Orbital Command account. Today we'll be talking with Calc Finance. I'm just going to start bringing the relevant people up so we can get this ball rolling. So bear with me just a moment. All right, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Fantastic. I'm just doing a quick call out in the OC Discord as well. I can see that. Uh, is this just checking in? This is Crush that I'm speaking with? Uh, this is Fabrizio, one of the uh, co-founders. Ah, I think Crush Fabrizio. Is on. And, uh, we've got two other fluffy donkey. I think he's in this space here. And then we'll have another guy joining in a few minutes. Um, gotcha. I'll bring up fluffy donkey. Here we go. I always think when I'm doing this part of the calls, just how odd it would sound to someone that's not used to Twitter spaces. Okay, I'm going to bring up Fluffy Donkey now. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what it you sounds mean. so odd. It does. Um, great. Whereabouts are you? Are you where are you based? Uh, actually, we're based all around the world. Um, I've just returned actually to Australia, and we've got Fluffy Donkey also based in Australia. Ah, oh, great! You're doing the early morning shift too. Good on you. Yeah, we are. We are. I'm assuming you're also based in Australia. I am just up in uh, Queensland, in Queensland on the Gold Coast. So, Goldie, beautiful. Sunny, it's beautiful. I'm looking outside. It's probably already 20 mid 20s, and uh, I'm not complaining, that's for sure. But here we go, Fluffy Donkey. Okay, so if anyone's joining this place, oh, here we go. Fluffy Donkey's in. Fluffy Donkey in the house. How's it going? How you going? I'm good, mate. You? So, yeah, good. Fantastic. So for anyone that's tuning in uh, and is yet to tune in, of course, all these spaces, as per usual, are recorded and archived by terraspaces.org. Go and check them out. Uh, doing great work there. Now, the star of the hour, the star of the show for the next hour is, of course, Calc Finance. Uh, who are we getting to know intimately over the course of the next 58 minutes or so? And um, usually the sequences are all sort of do a bit of a general sort of question and answer, and then we'll open the floor up at certain points. And anyone who has some questions that have arisen for them throughout the course of the call uh, is most welcome and actually encouraged to uh, come up and ask those questions. We want to make sure we have as many answers as possible and that people leave in an hour's time feeling more educated and more informed than they were when they got here. Does that sound good? If it sounds good, chuck a little clap in the uh, in the emojis. There we go. I led the way there. And we'll get requested. There's one more coming up. Who have we got coming up? No one. That's weird. False request. Okay, scratch that. So, gentlemen, what I'll, what I'll do here is I'll kickstart it by saying let's give a rundown, just for anyone that may not know or maybe new to the station and just tuned in because they're familiar with Orbital but not Calc yet. You know, what is Calc? Yeah, definitely. Can, uh, I can kick you off with that one. So, essentially, Calc is the place for intelligent on-chain automation for long-term investing. 
I mean, our, our thesis is that humans are not wired for discipline investing. We know that FOMO, social manipulation, result in poor investment decisions, proper risk management is time-consuming, sophisticated financial tools are complex to use. And to be totally frank, whatever your hobby might be, most people prefer to be doing something else, things that they actually love. Um, I mean, Calc's actually short for calculated, and it comes off the back of what I'm assuming most people on, on this call and that will be listening to it on the, the recorded spaces would be familiar with. Um, but essentially, off the back of the terror collapse, you know, we, we learned some really hard lessons around, you know, not taking emotions into investment decisions, marrying your bags, um, proper risk management, mitigation. Um, and essentially, we wanted to build a tool that um, helped pass that lesson on to people without having to go through the same, um, let's call it, what would you call it, same learning um, from a monetary perspective. Yes, without having to go through that difficult learning curve themselves. <clears throat> and so in layman's terms, we're talking about dollar cost average strategies uh, in specific so that you don't have to time the markets. You just dollar cost averaging. And uh, that means basically investing a, a predetermined amount at a predetermined uh, rate of consistency. And of course, over time, as the prices of the tokens fluctuate, you end up with an average price um, determined by whatever the amounts and the frequency of your injections. So what we've got here is a couple of guys that are based in Australia from what I know so far. What, what else do we know about the team? Where are you guys from? How did you get started and, and what's inspired this? Yeah, maybe I can kick it off for where we're from and then, then Fluffy Donkey if you want to answer the other questions. Yeah, please do. Sure. Cool. So we're a pretty distributed team. Um, so we've got UK, Peru, New Zealand, Australia, um, and then previously Europe for the time being also back in Australia. Um, so just a small team, but I would say the team comes from a, a long, long history of web two building, um, and some web three as well. But, um, I'd say each of the team members 10 plus years in their relevant domain. Um, and so we've built quite a lot of products and uh, we've known each other for, for quite some time as well. Aiden, if you want to talk about how things got started. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so it's probably like slightly different for everyone on the team. Um, but generally speaking, uh, you know, as Fab, Fab mentioned earlier, we're all sort of heavily involved in um, Terra Luna. Um, I personally and um guilty of buying the the top and selling the bottom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when the opportunity came about, um, we were just like, it'd be cool if we could build a tool that could sort of, you know, solve this problem and teach, um, teach this lesson to people in a, a much cheaper way. Um, yeah. And before, before we got started here, we were sort of, um, mucking around a little bit in the terrace space, building a few different, um, few different apps, which we never actually launched with, um, yeah, then this this opportunity came about, and we were able to um, put our case forward to the Kajira community, um, landed some funding, and then yeah, then we just started building. Yeah, fantastic. I'm sure we can. Uh, there will be people on this call that are getting flashbacks at the moment uh, from the terror collapse of May. Just watching what's playing out with FTX at the moment. Uh, do you guys have any comments on that? Just while we're glossing over it. Oh, actually insane. We were chatting about it yesterday in one of our um, team chats and we we're just like, because every every couple of days is like, an, you know, another insolvency rumor in crypto, right? And we were just all like, no, nah, it couldn't be. Surely not. Mine, and then wake up this morning, but your crypto's down bad. 
Sorry, I'm just checking in here. I think What's that? I think there might be something with your line. I, I don't know if it's on my end or if it's other people are getting it too, but you cut uh, out about five, ten seconds there. Sorry, I can is it I don't know, Fab, can you hear me all right? Or I'll just I'll just go again. Sorry. Basically, I was just saying, um, yeah, we were all we were chatting about the team was chatting about this yesterday. Uh, I mentioned in the chat, I was just like, Do you reckon this is another rumor? Um you know, like every week there's always like another, there's another insolvency rumor that we're all just like, oh my God, not another one. Um, and then, yeah, wake up today and see crypto is just down bad. And we're just like, oh no, it's come true again. Yeah, it, it really is a case of when you, think, when you think the worst is over, it just keeps kind of getting worse. It's been just a very slow car wreck this last six months. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the other side of it. But uh, of course, you know, this provides the, it's fertile ground at the moment. While people are in max fear, max avoidance of being in part of this ecosystem, there are people like yourselves who are in the background, who are getting work done, who are building out what's coming next. And of course, we know that eventually as it happens, as life ebbs and flows, so do markets, there are cycles and there'll be bull markets coming back and people will be interested. And so right now, what you're doing is setting the stage for that so that people can not only dollar cost average in, positions but also dollar cost average out so that you really are setting up an automated set and forget strategy for people and you've chosen to do it on kajira so i'd love to just check in with you guys a bit about um the decision making process to, to work you know with the, the kajira chain yeah absolutely it's, it's a good question one we get quite a bit um, so i'm happy to take that but essentially you know i always say you can't build a long-term investment product or tool if you're not going to be around for the long term so I guess from the Kajira perspective, pioneering grown-up DeFi, real yield and sustainability, that ethos really matched well with what we wanted to do. Um, so on top of you know that sharing that same mission, that same vision, that same goal, you know, the Kajira team, if you're not familiar with them yet, they've got quite a name for shipping quality products, just getting on with the work, building. Um, and then on top of that, they also like to do the right thing. They're good people, heavily engaged in the community. Um, and I think that community has gone through what we talked about before, um, the same hard lessons. And it just makes a lot more sense. Um, so as you mentioned before, things are quite bearish at the moment, but this is the exact time uh, in terms of risk mitigation, in terms of longer term investment theses that um, the DCA in products could work. And then on the flip side, as you mentioned, next bull run comes around. There's always good to, to take profit as well. So just to reiterate, Team Kajura, we share that same grown-up DeFi ethos around sustainability uh, and long-term growth, and we plan on being around for a very long time. And then, you know, the team itself is really great to work with. They've been super helpful. Um, and as mentioned before, they like to do the right thing. And I find it's, it's rare to find, you know, good people in, um, in crypto. And I find that uh, the Kajura team are very much in that boat. Yes, yeah, certainly. I've been in contact with the Kajira guys for a while and I've been a, uh, an advocate for Kajira since they decided to you know, spin up a new chain. And I think one of the things that they do well is they ship and they ship not only quickly, but they ship good looking, good quality products with good user experience. And so with that being said, I'm, I'm wondering, are you able to discuss maybe, because obviously you're getting close to launch soon. Are you able to discuss the user experience for people and what they can expect? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we briefly touched on our initial product suite, which we're calling standard DCA in uh, and out. So that's just your regular um, dollar cost averaging in and out. O only we've sort of supercharged that with a lot of advanced customization. 
um, which we can dive into a bit deeper. And if anyone does want to come up and, uh, and ask and we can chat about it, um, then we'll have another suite of tools that will be machine learning um, driven in terms of same idea you want to acquire over time or you want to take profit over time. Um, and off the back of those, it will help you choose when to purchase based on a few different things around value averaging, DCA, um, some Twitter sentiment, and um, a few other factors. But essentially, the user experience um, we've taken, as I mentioned before, we've worked quite a bit in, in the Web2 space, um, and we've taken something what would be called a human-centered design approach um, to creating this product. So essentially what that looks like is involving the end users early on in the process of design prototyping uh, before the build even starts. Um, so something potentially a bit unique is we spoke with, I think it's like 77, 78 people now, one-on-one -on -one interviews, 30 minutes, people all around the world, um, pretty much have most countries covered, I'd say. And out of the back of all that testing and that iteration, um, we've come down to breaking all our strategy setups into four simple steps. So one, always choose your assets. So that might be, you know, you've got AXA USDC and you want to dollar cost averaging into Kajura. Um, so choose your assets, step one. Step two is customize your strategy. We cater for keeping it very simple. Um, or if you want advanced settings, we also have the advanced options um, to give you extreme control over your strategy. And then three is where things get a little bit exciting um, in terms of being on chain is we can leverage DeFi composability. So not only are you just going to purchase your asset, but you know, when we're talking about set and forget, you don't have to come on and, and you know, stake every, every day or stake every whatever or move into a different yield bearing strategy. Um, so essentially the compose step enables you to choose what you want to do next with the asset. Um, again, if it's Kajura in this case, you might want to auto stake it with your favorite validator. Um, and then four, we play it back to the user in quite simple terms. So just to recap, choose asset step one, step two is customize that strategy. Step three is the do something next, the compose step. And then four, again, we confirm, play it back to you very simple terms. Um, and then you can execute the setup. Um, and then of course, you know, there's not much good setting up these strategies if you can't back test them and track the performance. Um, so that's also a really key thing that we've, uh, that'll be shipping with. Great. And I just want to check in with one thing here. So when you said there was one part in the middle where you said uh, extreme, I think the wording was like extreme control over your strategy or extreme something. There was a, quite an emphasis on that. I'm just trying to uh, gauge what was meant by that specifically and uh, that can be detailed. Yeah, absolutely. So we can start off with the, the ones we've already asked. Um, but essentially... You know, you might not want to start a DCA strategy until a certain day and time. If you're more savvy, you can trade on a particular, um, the Asia premium or the US stock market premium. You can choose not just a day and time, but you might want to choose a particular price. Um, so when an asset hits a particular price, then you want to begin your DCA strategy. Um, you can choose, of course, how much you want to invest in each tranche or each interval. Um, of course, there's controls around slippage as well. But then we we can talk about things as, um, you know, maybe price floors and ceilings. If you don't want to purchase at a particular price, um, we can skip a few um, a few options and until the price hits below your target if in the DCA in or above the target in the DCA out, then the strategy can continue without you needing to lift a finger. Yeah, got it. That's great. So people can really tailor make their approach to how they want to invest here. It's not a case of just, you know, set the number and forget and then hope for the best and and the price of the asset, you know, 10Xs and you're still dollar cost averaging at that price, you can essentially look at it as a trader would and see 
and where the potential bottoms are going to be and sort of pick your range in between there uh, and just execute that way. Yeah, more or less. I mean, we know crypto is volatile. Um, and for the long, this is very much geared for, for long-term investing. So if you do want to accumulate, you know, the simplest thing, as you mentioned before, is just a standard same amount, same interval. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll be releasing a tool post-launch that uh, we talked about before around the machine learning side of things that makes a lot of the decisions for you. So it's not very customizable. Um, but the first tool we have, again, is, um, you know, if you want to have a lot of control, you can. If you want to keep it simple, you can. Um, and then the next tool release we will release after launch will be around the machine learning side. This is the DCA plus, yeah. Very correct. Let's talk about that. Let's dive into that a bit. How how does that work, and what's the appeal for people to uh, use that? And and also, I imagine there'd be people that would have concerns around safety, efficacy, things of that nature. What can we uh, discuss there? I might actually put that question on pause, and maybe we can revisit it. Um, sure. In about. 10 or so minutes because we've got um, the guy leading the research. He's doing his PhD at the moment. He's been spending a lot of time. And if you want to talk data, he's the guy. Um, so we might just put on pause for 10 minutes and I know he's going to join later on. Not, um, and then we can get really into the detail. Sure, there. not a problem. Look forward to getting my brain melted in 10 minutes time. In the meantime, uh, let's talk about some of the challenges that have you know like, arisen along the way. Have there been any challenges in the development of the project? Um, you know, what, what, What's actually happening on the back end that people don't to see? We know that this, the product comes out. We get the shiny product at the end, uh, and we go, cool, that's great, it works. But you know, what's it take to make this really happen? I'll pass that over to, uh, to Aiden. Yeah, yeah there's, um, <clears throat> surprisingly, there's actually been more challenges than you would think. I, I think, like, the team in general, when we went into this project, um, like, yeah, let's just build, you know, just a, dollar cost averaging protocol like so it's so easy to say but um yeah actually actually implementing that is kind of another story and i mean if there's any sort of engineers listening to this they probably will have the same thing the same thought where they're like oh yeah it's probably easy um i'm I'm probably not going to be able to think of like an exact example now but um i guess like with the level of automation that we're providing there's just like a lot of there's there's like they could there's potential for like a lot of room for like just edge cases that you haven't thought about um, testing. So it's like, I mean, the, the, the main challenge for us is just making sure that we've got, you know, enough test coverage to be super confident that when we, you know, when we go live, it's like a, you know, super bulletproof contract, which we actually have landed in a really good spot. And, um, you know, we're like, we're, we're pretty much on the other side of the audit now. We've just, um, you know, we've only had a few minor things that we've, um, um, made changes from as a result of that. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I guess like without getting too much into the weeds, um, yeah, just writing tests has just been the main challenge. Cause like we, we, um, we're, we're, we're a tight integration with the, the FinDEX, which is one of the, de- um, DEXs on Kajira. Um, and so, yeah, because that's, that's closed source at the moment. Um, just cause they've got some special source and it's a competitive advantage. Um, it's, you know, it's, it can be tricky to sort of understand that integration, um, at a level that you'd want to, um, that you'd want to typically have like in software engineering. So yeah, there's been, there's been plenty of challenges on, on that side. Um, yeah, as I said, we're at, at the other side of the audit now and it's looking pretty good. If I, if I think of any other, I'm sure like the second we move on from this topic, I'll think of like 10 things that like we got hung up on for ages. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm just going to check in again here because I've got 
issues on my end with it cutting out. Is this happening for either of you guys? Can you hear everything that you're saying or are you getting bits and pieces? I don't know. I can hear it all. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to I- persevere then because I'm, I'm, I'm picking up, you know, about 30-second chunks and then 10 seconds off. And so if, you, if there's a little gap in what I'm saying, it just means that I probably can't hear you and I'm waiting for it to keep back in. But um, – Persevere, you have to overcome. Just like you have challenges, I have my own challenges battling with most. <laughs> so, regarding, you know, we know the challenges. You talked about the audit. The audit come back with a few minor changes. Do you give any details just on who the auditors were as well? Just for anyone curious. I'm just wondering. I don't. Know, I mean, I just don't want to like say the wrong thing. If we're, I assume we're allowed to mention who our audit partner is. Um, yeah, that's totally fine. We have yeah, advanced. Just wanted to double check. So we've got um, SCV Security. They're a um, they're a group that are currently working with Kajira pretty closely. Um, and yeah, like actually couldn't give them more of a shout out for try. They're they're such a solid solid team. Um, it's been like real professional communications, and they've the the report that they put together has been. Super solid, like something that something that you would expect, you know, coming out of a firm like you know Deloitte or EY or something like that. Just like a real thorough report, and um, yeah, it's actually been a, a really good process. Like we've been able to, like you know, they they come back to us with some findings, um, and then the the idea is that you sort of discuss it and say like, hey, here's the reason why we did that way, or like you know, uh, far out, didn't know that we had such a huge bug or something like that. Which thankfully <laughs> there weren't any major ones. Um, so yeah, it's, it's that process has been really good, um, and it sort of took took a little bit over. It's not like completely tied up yet. It, it's sort of been going on for for about a week, and um, yeah, again, shout out to SVC, um, SCV because they basically like we had such a tight tight timeline, you know, from from when we like raised the funds, which was back in July, to um, you know, coming up on our um, on our launch. Um, yeah, getting trying to find an order that could squeeze us in right before launch. And then making sure we had enough time to respond to any changes, and like we sort of backed ourselves, knowing that there weren't going to be any any sort of major major rework. So there was just going to be like little tweaks here and there. Um, but yeah, the overall the process has been great. Um, yeah, and I think definitely might, might use them again in the future. Yeah, I would recommend them to any to sort of any Cosmos project they're building. Yeah, that's a uh, common thing I've, I've heard when I've spoken to other protocols. SCV and, uh, and Vinny, I've had some loose communications with in the past, but um, they are doing good work and they do it at a great price. So if you are a developer and you're looking at building a project, um, definitely worth looking at SCV there. So good shout out. But um, you did touch on launching just a second ago. And I guess the obvious question for many people is, you know, when launch? Yes, the, that question is a very good question. Um, maybe... Maybe what we'll say for now is in the next 24 hours, keep your eyes peeled for a governance proposal um, to go up on the Kajura chain. And um, there'll be more, more comms post that. But I'd say not to, we're not talking weeks away. Okay, we're talking soon. Does this, out of curiosity, have anything, uh, does it tie in with the countdown that's currently been taking place on the Calc? Twitter. It very well might be. So if you are or not familiar, Kajira Independence Day um, is due to wrap up on the 14th, and that's where all the vesting from the VCs ends. Um, so just a bit of celebration. You know, the Kajira team have a, a few things planned, um, and there may or may not be a few things planned on, on the Calc side as well. 
Fantastic. What I'm going to do here, I um, my things still going to get out. I can see Tommy uh, Rett might have a question. Yes, we can bring up someone to where it is. Cool. Here, there's two seconds. Tommy, we're coming for you, mate. So oh, I'll give a quick intro to Tommy. So Tommy's actually the guy that's been leading up the research. So if you're ah. ready to talk DCA plus machine learning and numbers. Oh, absolutely. Hello, Tommy's hello. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you? Very good. Very good. Um, it's very rare that I'm on a space with three other Aussies. That's very unusual. I know. I know. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a rare treat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining, mate. All right. So, Tommy, you're the man of the hour. You've got you've got details on data. You're the you're the uh, you're the man behind the DCA plus when it comes to all of the info. What what can we uh, let's kickstart this off? So I said before, obviously, Calc has a sentiment analysis. Yeah machine learning algorithm uh, called DCA plus let's get into some of the finer details sure yeah we, we, we don't want to give give away too many of our secrets but I'll answer what I can sure so for anyone that is listening and is curious to know how this you know what is it how does it work and and sort of uh, I had some questions around you know potential safety concerns uh, efficacy things like that yeah feel free to shoot from here yeah so um well, I mean, perhaps I can I can give a bit of a, an overview of the the mission, how we went about it, and uh, and then uh, we can answer some some of the uh, the, the finer questions. Um, so uh, so basically, the, uh, the the mission was to to uh, outperform uh, vanilla dollar cost averaging, but not sacrifice the uh, the the risk profile that it offers. So um, we, we basically wanted to, to get greater returns with the same amount of risk. Um, that's uh, obviously the, the holy grail in, in investing. Um, and it's, it's, you know, what the quants work towards. Um, so uh, the, there's, there's a few ways you can go about uh, altering vanilla dollar cost averaging. Um, the first is to alter the buy amount each time. Uh, the second is to alter the buy time. Now, um, it makes sense that you'd want to buy a bit more when market conditions are favorable for purchasing and, and a bit less when, uh, when they're not. Um, but you obviously need a way to tell you when conditions are favorable and when they're not. And that's where the machine learning comes in. Um, and the, uh, the, the machine learning, you, you have to feed it data. It's, it's predictions are only good as the data you feed it. And um, it, it's quite clear from the literature and there is quite a lot of literature on this um if you you know trawl through it that the best way to predict buy times is with market sentiment um and that makes sense given that at the moment um it's really hard to do fundamental analysis on a cryptocurrency given that um you know it, it... do we just lose Tom? i believe we may have I'll give him a second. I wasn't sure if that was just happening on my end, but it looks like he's just dropped off. So he was right in the, he was full steam as well. He was charging down the straight. <laughs> yeah, right, right yeah. in the thick of it, eh? Yeah, that's okay. We'll back in a um, while that's taking place, while we're waiting for Tommy to hopefully be able to jump back here. I did have a question for you regarding uh, revenue generation. So your revenue generation model. Have you got that figured out yet? 
Yeah, we, we um, and so this comes back to the sustainability element of it. So I'm very much, the team is very much of the school of thought. It's like, one, can we deliver value? Two, do we earn the right to charge for that value? And if it's sort of a, a tick for both of those boxes, that's a green light to say, okay, this can be a sustainable um, protocol moving forward, not purely relying on emissions. And as soon as emissions are over, everything falls down. So it's quite a fine balance of, you know, can we do enough um, to offer a product that actually delivers enough value that people are willing to engage with it um, and charge for that value? Um, and then obviously those funds will come back into the protocol and to the community to continue to fund building and growth over time. So there will be some fees associated with using the service. Um, we have done a lot of testing, looking at centralized exchanges, a lot of the private testnet testing that we've done. Um, and I think we're pretty happy with what that is at the moment. We're putting a few final touches on it. Um, but yeah, essentially the, the DCA products and the DCA plus products they'll have a slightly different fee model. Um, but all in all, it should be... Um, very reasonable. Sure. I think we've got Tommy Tom, back in. Back on. Perfect. Sorry about that, guys. Is, that's all right. It happens. We're, uh, we're, we're, as I said earlier, before we jump on the call, we're always battling something on yeah, Twitter. So. Yeah, that's it. Where did I, where did I get were. up to? Got up to managing the, well, maybe we kick it off of how you can use the, it's, hard, it's difficult to do fundamental analysis on cryptocurrencies is pretty much where we got to. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, yeah, given that it is difficult to do fundamental analysis it uh, and, and that, you know, uh, price movement is often sentiment driven, uh, it makes sense that, you know, feeding in sentiment data gives, uh, you know, good predictions. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what we've done. We've taken a bunch of data related to uh, sentiment from, uh you know uh, our own uh, trawling of of tw Twitter uh, to um, more general trends like the um, the put to call ratio, which is kind of a, a macro sentiment indicator. Then, of course, there's the the volatility index and the fear and greed index, and of course, we've got you know a bunch of other uh, variables you know related to kind of more technical uh, technical uh, analysis, um, and we feed all of that in. Uh, and our, uh, our machine learning algorithms do a, a very good job of predicting uh, large uh, market corrections. And, um, a, you know, it, it's not perfect. Uh, you can't predict the market perfectly, but it gives us a better than, uh, a much better than random chance um, at, at predicting when might be a better time. Um, now, of course, we're not in, in the game of, you know, throwing all our eggs in, in one basket um, and lump summing in. But what we aim to do with the, the DCA Plus is even out our risk through time. So um, we take our, our prediction of how likely it is that there'll be a market correction and we buy an amount accordingly uh, such that uh, our, our risk is even for each purchase. Um, and... We're calling we're calling this risk averaging, and uh, it's with with historical back testing, or at least a, a historical back sampling. Uh, we've been getting quite extraordinary results. Um, look, let's just say that I would be putting my money in, in, into the DCA Plus vault uh, as as a user. Um, so we're really excited to give these tools that you know most people just wouldn't have access to by themselves. You know, it takes. Uh, quants and and you know people spending uh, you know uh, valuable resources and lots of time to get this up and running and you know we're excited to be able to give users this with a single click. 
Yeah, it sounds amazing. Obviously, the, the benefit is it takes the thinking out for the the user. You know, if someone doesn't necessarily have the time or the know-how and they're just like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to sit at my computer all day. I don't want to look at charts. I don't want to have to think overly hard about what's going on. I just, you know, I know there's a few assets that I'm, uh, I'm bullish on. Uh, Sorry, I, I, I didn't, I didn't catch all of that, but uh, I, I, I caught the gist that it, it is very much set and forget. And uh, I totally, you know, we agree. That's exactly what we're aiming to deliver. Um, you know, we, we want people to feel uh, confident and at ease because when they do, they're less likely to panic sell. And when they're less likely to panic sell, they're more likely to make money in the long term. And that's what, that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help investors through their emotions, through their, their response to the, the volatilities and the vicissitudes of the crypto market. Yeah, I do love that word, vicissitudes. Um, sent, uh, sentiment, obviously, you were saying is heavily what governs this. So you, you're saying you've built something that's, by the sounds of it, it's like a, kind of like sentiment, if you know what sentiment is. Yeah, look, there's, there's lots of, um, there's, uh, lots of uh, kind of machine learning predicting, prediction uh, tools out there. Um, at the, uh, I guess each one, you know, that's, that's where we got kind of the precedent for this, you know, like, um, I've been obviously researching the space heavily and, you know, the, the, the academic, the literature, it tells us that the best way to, you know, predict, uh, to, to get a better than chance, a look into the future of price action is through sentiment. So it's no surprise that we chose this and, you know, we're not the first to do it. Um, but we, you know, we, we are kind of in that leading wave of people offering these sentiment analysis tools to, to, to retail. And of course, yeah, a big part of it is the data. So you're looking at the uh, put to call ratios. Does it also factor in any sort of social sentiment as far as like social metrics as like uh, Lunar Crush would provide? Yeah. So um, look, we, we do have, um, we have uh, a few um, sentiment uh, indicators. Um, our strongest being uh, the, uh, our, our own custom analysis of uh, Twitter sentiment. Um, and I, sh I should add that, you know, this is, uh, you know, one of several sentiment indicators that we have, and they are just one of several kind of uh, overall bins uh, in terms of uh, predictor variables that we have. So, you know, we have uh, sentiment, we have um, technical analysis indicators, you know, things like moving averages, which have historically been um, informative, you know, not conclusive, but certainly informative. Um, a bunch of other technical indicators, um, you know, and, and then there's uh, kind of macro trends, things like, you know, NASDAQ and, and commodities uh, price action, um, as well as blockchain data. So there are kind of four main categories of predictor variables. And um, look, we've, we've got, uh, we've, we've amassed quite a nice data set and you know, nice predictors make for make for good predictions. So, um, yeah, we're 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 really confident with how this vault will perform. Um, obviously, uh, you know, historical, uh, you know, past past uh, <laughs> past returns don't don't uh, guarantee future. But um, 
like I said, I, I, you know, we just want to set ourselves and our users up for the best chance of success. And we think we've, we've put ourselves in a really good position um, with the approach we've taken uh, with DCA+. Plus. Yeah, it does, it does sound quite uh, advantageous. And I'm just thinking as far as um, – well, actually, before I move on that, I'll just – did the other guys have anything they want to chime in on regarding what we're talking about? I think, I mean, off the back of that, you did mention before set and forget. So maybe I can talk about maybe the user experience holistically. So obviously a key driver is um, setting up your dollar cost averaging strategy. It should be a long-term one. Um, so how are you actually funding that uh, over time? So, I mean, off the bat from what we'll be offering is being able to top up your vaults on chain um, through stable coin, sort of a BYO stable coin, but post-launch um, and post general message passing module be completed by the AXO team. We'll be supporting uh, and partnering really heavily with on and off ramp. So that's Cardo Money. Um, and Cardo Money will support us to essentially enable people from their bank account to set up um, a regular payment that will be deposited directly from your bank account into the CALC contract. Um, and then we'll do the dollar cost averaging for you. And then off the back of that, um, we leverage composability to not only purchase the asset, but then do something with it. So it really becomes a complete end-to-end -end set and forget strategy such that you could spend five, 10 minutes um, getting things started and can come back next bull run if that's your thesis um, and be in a really good position. Um, again, the other part of the dollar cost averaging, if you're not or of the on-ramp, if you're not necessarily into KYC, um, once the local money was another uh, previous Terra project, they do peer-to-peer -peer, uh, on and off ramps, um, predominantly in the LATAM community. We'll be partnering with them to uh, enable users again to bring on capital through that method as well. But again, coming back to it, set and forget, we really want to create a tool that, you know, even if it's part of your portfolio that you're long term, of course, none of this is financial advice, but everyone has their own thesis um, that you can kind of just put away a small egg in a, a small basket and you can come back and, and revisit that over time. And, and hopefully um, if you've chosen the right metrics, it will do it will do well for you. I think um, what we could potentially do is if anyone in the audience is interested or has any questions, we're, we're happy to engage. Um, so if you have anything, you've been thinking anything, come on up and uh, we can have a chat. Certainly, that's an invitation for anyone who's got some questions here. I know my man Deebs usually does, but it looks like he's just dropped off. So I'm not sure where he's gone. But um, if you've got any questions, feel free to jump up. In the meantime, I was actually just saying, but my, my, my mic was on mute. I was saying... Um, I've noticed on your Telegram group, you know, you've been doing a lot of uh, polls and asking people the ways that they want to, for example, how do you raise capital for your DCA strategies? Um, and you put in some options there. So it'd be like, you know, I put in the remainder of my monthly wages, I on-ramp, whatever I've saved in real life uh, when I run out of stable. So you've got a few options there. And it just, I, I'd seen a website that you had uh, Cardo listed as a, well, it doesn't specify what it was specifically, but to me it made sense that it was, you know, a partnership integration. Uh, and so because they are an onboarding uh, or on-ramping, off-ramping uh, platform, it makes sense that you're going to be able to have dollar cost average strategies from fiat into, you know, whatever you so choose on this platform. So that's really cool, that Ricardo part. I did miss the second part. It cut out, as you were saying, there's a second person, a second group that you're working with. Uh, that's Local. not KYC. Local, yeah. okay. Yeah, correct. So there, if you're not familiar with local money, they do peer-to-peer -peer swaps, um, predominantly starting in the, the Latin American community, um, and then they'll be expanding from there. Um, but they were alive on Terra, um, and then they've come over to Kudra as well. Again, they share that same ethos around sustainability and grown-up DeFi. Um, 
I'm not sure if they've announced it yet, but um, judging by testing, I'm not sure that they're far off um, from going live in production, which will be very exciting. Yeah, fantastic. And again, anyone that's got any questions, do feel free to uh, jump up or forever hold your peace. Um, any other partnerships, collaborations that might be in the works? Yeah, we can touch on a few. So maybe off the bat um, of us going live, and there's one project as well that's building on Kajira called DLoyal. Um, they do affiliate marketing. There's um, there could be something there that we'll we'll discuss and we'll trial. Um, and then when we talk about the the benefits of Cosmos, obviously things around IBC and interchain accounts and accessing um, different pools on on different chains is, is quite exciting. So we haven't formally announced that yet, um, but there'll be a few things that come off the back of that. Again, coming back to the composability element of it, we think it's really important that you can you know, take your assets and then, and then do something with them once you either purchase them or, or you exit into a stable position. Um, so what does a potential yield generation strategy look like on anywhere? And that's where we think things can, can get quite exciting, right? Um, because you can sort of create this kind of like, you know, Zapier type um, integration for one of your longer term strategies. And then it will just trigger away in the background for you. Um, and then maybe more from a technical side, I don't know, Aiden, if you want to touch on the, uh, for example, with the auto staking, you want to touch on AuthZ? Yeah, sorry. I was just <clears throat> cut out for a little bit. I, I assume you're talking about like how um, the integration with uh, our, our OC and auto staking capabilities um, and what that looks like. Um, but yeah, like, so obviously we've got like a, we're building a suite of automation tools and part of that automation is being able to um, auto stake um, for you after after your strategy is executing. So uh, on Kajira, that, that just looks like staking your Kuji at um, any sort of validators that you, that you wish after a swap. Um, but then as we're talking about like IBC in the future, um, you know, you'll be able to stake your, you know, Lunar on Terra after a swap or your Osmo on Juno. Um, on Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you get you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, and that's all done through OC. So obviously, we don't have to um, take custody custody of your funds to do that. Um, you just grant our contract permission, and we do that on your behalf, um, which is a really exciting um, thing for us to do. Yeah, I want to circle back to that in a minute, and I want to go into some of the assets that you're going to have available uh, on the front end in the near future. But I do see here we've got we do have a question, so I'm going to bring them up. Uh, just before we go to that part. So Joseph is coming up as a speaker and in a moment, the floor will be yours, sir. Oh. Joseph. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, this is great. You there, buddy? really cool. Yeah, thanks. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. we can hear you loud and clear. If you, if you can hear us. Yes, yes, thank you. Actually, I think I had lunch with uh, uh, one of the uh, Calc guys at the uh, in Medellin, uh, when we were down there, and it was great to, to learn about it there. But um, uh, wow, there's so many there's so many things to uh, think about with this. Um, it, so when when uh, a dollar cost averaging strategy is set up, um, right now is it just for for uh, Kuji, or can we choose like an asset allocation uh, with what tokens we want to get invested in? And then um, and also what happens to those tokens? Do they stay on the Kujira chain um, and just stay within within there, or do they get put into um, uh, your actual uh, wallet? Well, I guess they're in your wallet, but they stay on the on the Kujira chain. 
Yeah, so there are two excellent, really excellent questions. Um, and you're already thinking ahead. So we can probably begin with the first one um, and the first question around, you know, is it potential for an asset allocation? So for the MVP, we will launch, um, we, you'll have to choose one asset and very much after um, running this past a lot of people uh, in testnet and private testnet, you know, we can feel that dollar cost averaging, if you're long on a particular asset, um, if you're DCA in on the outside to take profit on it, you know, it kind of answers the question of uh, when to buy or sell and then sort of how much to buy and sell over that time period. Of course, you still have some control over that. Um, but then the other third question to that is, you know, what to buy which obviously would ne we'd never recommend non-financial advice, but you do reduce your risk if you're exposed to more of a, a basket of assets. Um, so, you know, it's always said, you know, it doesn't matter what price you bought, for example, I don't know, Titan Finance at, you know, if you got a $1 or $5 and it ends up to be zero, it's still zero. Yeah. So diversifying that risk, I think, is a quite exciting thing that won't be ready for MVP, um, but you can think about now, is there possible to introduce, you know, not necessarily an index, but a basket of assets, a spot basket of assets um, that you could DCA into? So that is on the roadmap um, and will require a bit more thinking, but that's to be thought of. And then to answer your second question around what actually happens to the assets. So again, for the MVP, um, we'll be heavily focused on the Kajura chain. Obviously, all our swaps are through Fin. We will be supporting different assets. Um, but, you know, as we heard at, at Cosmoverse, it's all about interchain queries, interchain accounts, IBC, um, and we'd very much like to, uh, to leverage that, you know, that amazing tech that what Cosmos is built on. Um, so we'll start looking at, you know, can you take your, you know, your Juno and send it to Juno and do something there with it? Um, you know, it might be a yield generation strategy with, let's say, yield moss. Um, if you want to have particular things auto compounded, um, so we can look into what, what that looks like. Uh, and as Aiden mentioned before, you might want to stake, I don't know, your Osmo on Osmosis, you know, so that could be an option as well. Um, and then, you know, depending on the partner, it could be some exciting things around providing LP or anything beyond that. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. Um, and then as far as the fees, uh, go, is it just, uh, the exchange fee that we would normally pay if we, if we went in and did the trade? Uh, or the, the the buying ourselves, um, is there an extra fee that that is is tacked on also because of you know implementing the strategy or using the strategy? Yeah, there's an extra there's an extra fee, but it's a small extra fee. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like to say it's quite fair. We we did test this with a, a lot of different people, and I feel that when we talk about fees, the other the flip side to look at it is like how much value are you delivering? Is that value far beyond what? The fee is, then I think most people would say, you know, it's a good deal. Um, and then if people feel the fees are expensive, they're actually saying the value is not enough. Um, so, I mean, I, I won't speak for anyone, but through the private testnet rounds, uh, we had everyone post rate it. Cool. And uh, it's rated 9.1 out of 10. Um, and that's just from our MVP version as well. So I'd say stay tuned. Um, and when we go live, very much encourage you to jump on and, and play around. Awesome. Uh, and I think. I mean, I hope, knock on the wood, you'd be um, very excited um, for even the MVP version. Cool. That's great. Thanks. And, and that'll be all, the fees will be all laid out. It'll be very transparent so we can see see them as we're, as we're paying them. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Coming back to that grown up DeFi ethos is we're 100% transparent of exactly what's happening. So great. Um, we even have a, a fee breakdown um, of what it looks like per swap or, you know, for example, if you do want to on-rent with Kata Money, they pass on that fee. We're very transparent about it. 
um, obviously BYO stable coins is going to have no um, no on-ramping fees, etc. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to play around, see what works for you, and if it makes sense, you can make that make that decision with all the information. Awesome, awesome. Are you are you guys still traveling? Oh, more or less <laughs> cool. back and forth. Um, yeah, I think we're always traveling. Yeah, that's but, good. Um, all right, thanks. Yeah. Really nice talking to you. Thanks for answering my question. You too, Joseph. Thank Bye. you. That was a great question, Joseph. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm looking at, I'm scrolling down to Twitter as this conversation is unfolding, and I'm really getting a sense for the like the the user experience and the, the customization of it. And I've got a question. Uh, it's quite a specific one, but on your day ten, you talk about of the uh, countdown. You talk about uh, auto staging, right? And it's you can see the UI to in the post and it says, uh, you know, you can have the option to say, send your Kuji to your wallet after each swap, or do you want to auto stake Kuji after each swap? Is there going to be the potential as well to section those off into ratios like Kuji wallet after the swap and 50% uh, auto stake? Is that going to be something that's available to the users? Yeah, again, uh, actually the technical team, we're having a discussion, I think maybe two days ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're familiar with Blue on Kudura, you already know that there's capability in terms of sending um, funds to different wallet addresses. You can send, I've used it to up to 10, so I'm not sure if that's the limit. Um, maybe it's not. Um, but from a send to wallet, in terms of the user interface perspective, just to keep it simple for MVP, you'll only be able to send to either one wallet anywhere else in Kudura, um, or you can auto stake out on your behalf. Um, but I mean, from a technical perspective, and I'll let Aiden talk to it, it's, uh, I don't think it's going to add too much. Um, I think it's already baked in actually in the smart contracts, but from a UI perspective, exposing that might be, I don't know, a few weeks away. Um, but then, yeah, that's when we talk about things getting very fine grained. Um, and this is where we want to cater for power users. You know, we want to keep things very simple and it should be a very simple interface, but again, catering for power users that want to have that extra customization and control uh, to really get down to the weeds. So then you can start thinking about, you know, if you're taking profit, you might need to send some of that to an off-ramp uh, into a bank account, you know, and then that maybe is the fees to pay for whatever it might be. Um, or you want to reinvest an allocation of that into more of a, uh, a stable or stabler asset or lower risk asset. Um, so just enabling users to do that. Um, but again, that's quite a future state at the moment. Um, I'd, Aiden, I don't know if you want to touch on it from a technical perspective. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, um, yeah, like, so obviously we're, we're, we're trying to make sure we get that that UX perfect um, so we don't overcomplicate things. But um, if people are interested in integrating directly with that contract, it does support already and will for launch um, the ability to send to multiple wallets and multiple validators. So you could send, you know, 25% to validator A, 25% to validator B, and then, you know, some of it to another wallet somewhere. Um, and there'll be documentation for that, for, for the power users that are really keen on that kind of thing. Loving everything that I'm hearing so far. And as I said, at the very start of the call, I've been bullish on uh, Kujira for a while now. And I just think Calc is just adding another, another reason to be bullish uh, on that chain and, and what's happening in that space. It's a, it seems, you know, as it's all playing out, as we're having this conversation, it seems super user-friendly. It seems uh, very capable. And I think once people get the chance in, you know, I'm not going to give specific dates, but we know that it's in the next two weeks that was alluded to earlier. Um, I think once people get the chance to really play with it for themselves, it's going to, it's going to start to sink in how great this experience actually is. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Are, you, are, you getting, are you getting feedback from testers at the moment about, about all of this? Yeah, I mean, again, coming from an extensive startup background, you know, you never really know until you're actually live. Um, but I mean, the testnet emulates that pretty well. Um, people plan around testnet, testnet funds, and I know I touched on it before. Um, we're very much of this, you know, it also seems to be the Kajira way, just head down, build, ship products and let them, let them talk for themselves and, and take that product led growth approach. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say the feedback we've gotten from, you know, the private testing, um, you know, has been tremendous. And, um, again, I mean, obviously from a team perspective, we're trying to push ourselves to deliver the best product possible. And we've got a lot of exciting ideas we want to ship, you know, sometime we have to draw the sand of the line to say, okay, this will be the MVP. We need to get it out there and, and actually validate it. Um, and even, even that product seems to uh, be getting some very strong feedback. So, you know, we've put a lot of, uh, blood, sweat and tears into, into creating the best, the best product we know how to. Um, and we've got a lot of really exciting things on the roadmap and yeah, I think, you know, judging by the ratings and the comments and, you know, the people just being involved and, and being super stoked about it. And, and even thinking about, you know, not only is this just a basic DCA, but things you can actually do with it beyond and, and connect, um, I think is, is, is very exciting. Um, and then that's also a big shout out to, you know, growing a lot of these ideas is we're very community focused and community driven. Um, so we've had a lot of people would come into the telegram or engage with us early on in the testing say, Hey, look, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, even some testnet users every single day, they'll come back and start new strategies and try different things and, and provide feedback. Uh, and all that really is valuable. And it comes right back into the product to essentially ensure that you know, we're, we're solving real problems or filling real needs. Um, you know, we're creating an experience for the, for the users. So they can come on and engage with the platform and get exactly what they want. Um, so that's been mega helpful. So if you're not involved already, jump on our Telegram, um, ask a few questions. Everyone there is super helpful. Um, and then if you're more of the technical mind, um, we do have uh, a really strong, uh, small group of, of people on the strategy side as well, um, getting involved and suggesting some some upgrades. And if you want to talk numbers, you know, they're the people to talk numbers with. Um, so again, quite excited, very community driven. Um, and, you know, we'll let the, we'll let the product speak for itself when it goes live. I mean, give us, uh, in under two weeks time and, uh, you'll find out. Under two weeks time. It's very exciting. So anyone that's listening, if you have not already done so click the little, uh, circle that says calc at the top of your screen, make sure that you're following these guys. Also, Tommy, Fluffy, um, follow those guys too. Make sure that you're keeping up to date with what's going on there. I just want to check in before we start winding this call down. Is there anything, you know, of course, I do my best to ask uh, good quality questions. Uh, is there anything that you, that I may have missed, any news that you wanted to share that's not yet being shared? I think we've covered, we've covered most of it. We're, uh, like I said, mentioned before, we're very much in a head down, build, let the product do its do the talking. Um, so yeah, I think we did want to say a massive thank you for having us on and, and chat through it. Um, of course, if there's any questions in the audience, we're very happy to take them. If you're not comfortable asking them now, jump on our telegram and, um, have a chat. And, uh, like I mentioned, super helpful team there. We jump on every now and then. Um, and from a private testnet perspective, we are making a bunch of smaller changes. Um, but we will reopen it. I think, uh, fingers crossed the next two or three days. Um, so once that's live, we can do a final round, um, of private testnet and then, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let the, the dogs out of the house. Can't wait to let the dogs out of the house. And for anyone that is, you know, listening, join the telegram. Uh, you can also, if you're asking questions for future Twitter spaces, we do have a Twitter spaces channel within the orbital command discord. If you're curious to know more about that, there's plenty of educational tools in the discord. 
there's plenty of community tools to talk NFTs and all sorts of things. It's pretty extensive. So you can find that in the Orbital Command uh, link tree, I believe it is, on our profile. Um, but in the meantime, I do want to say thank you for your time, energy, your input, your expertise. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. As I said at the start, it's always good to see other other Aussies, uh, you know, flying the flag in this space. Um, and for everyone that is curious what we've got coming up in the near future on uh, Orbital Command Twitter spaces, we've got a bunch. I've just been locking in a bunch today. We're going to be chatting with some OGs, uh, Apollo Dow, Prism, uh, some lesser-known protocols, Zodiac. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch, and I can't find the tab on my computer, so I'm just riffing off the top of my head at the moment. But stay tuned. Plenty of great things coming up. Um, Guys, thank you for your time and I really appreciate you. I'll be in contact uh, with you behind the scenes to see if I can uh, try out this test net and we'll go from there, all right? Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for, for, for jumping in. And, yeah, we hope that uh, when Calc launches, they'll be part of everyone's portfolio because we've seen, you know, being on chain and, and competing with the centralized exchanges is more important now than, than ever. So thank you very much for your time and, and speak soon. Thumbs up to everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Automated DCA Strategies on Fin with Calc, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with more Spark IBC points. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned. For the famine on deck We was walking all erect With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Little Dan envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba billion
reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror Spaces <laughs>